So hopefully you guys got all the uh, things out first. So, um, so I do have permission to go to two weeks, okay? Just, I'm going to try not to, but we'll see. So if you guys got all these out, and so, um, you know, on the first one here, it says the distrust of, boy, I'm so loud, Saul and David's fear led to re- relocation of David. And so I was thinking of, that's, oh, I didn't know I could see that up there. But anyway, I was distracted. I'm like, what, am I supposed to say something? You know, I don't know, you know, this is not my usual thing. And so... I have questions, okay? I'm one of those question guys, okay? And I really like people to get involved with the Sunday school. I mean, that interaction is where, because I want to know what you guys think, and I know what I already think, and sometimes I think wrong. So, so this is an interaction moment. And uh, or if I'm here, that's the way I like to do it. So this week, something really happened to me, and Terry... Uh, when I worked for corporate, sometimes what we forget, whose child we are. And so when I worked for corporate, I was Snap-on Tools. We lived out in Lowndale, and I would take my two youngest daughters to school every morning in my big Snap-on truck. And so when I would pull up, before I'd let them out, I'd say, whose child are you? He goes, we're, we're yours, Dad. I said, no, who, who really child are you? I said, we're God's kids, right? Aren't we God's kids? He's our father. And so this week with my youngest daughter, she calls me about 7.10 almost every morning on the way to school, or where she teaches at. And, so, and I happen to remind that. This is on Tuesday. This just come up after Brother Tom. And I said, I, I said, Katie, whose child are you? Do you remember? She goes, Dad, I remember. And so sometimes we forget as adults, who's our father? You know, we forget that. And he's looking out for us, and he wants the best for us. And so it was just one of those cool deals that says, whose child am I? And that's where we need to have that relationship and that our eyes open to get God is really our father, and he wants the best for us. And, and so with going through these verses here, the one of the things that I just have questions. I like question marks, okay? Because it makes me go and look at a different grant. And because we look at, we're looking at David and Saul and all that, so my other question now is, for us, and you guys have to answer sooner or later, okay? Has not God been faithful? Has he ever not been faithful to you? We might have thought that, right? A few times when we get down and out or whatever. But is God never not been faithful. Kim, has God, I'm going to, I'm going to call on people, okay? If I don't get some response, I'm going to call on some of my, Kim, has God not never been faithful to you? He has or no? Yes, he's faithful. Okay, she don't like being called on. I can tell her face is this, but we're old friends from a long time ago. Uh, but I just, I like the interaction thing. And so now, question mark is, if we're looking back at our lives, I just stop, think about our lives. How many times has he been faithful? My wife, how many times has God been faithful? Ever. Always. He's always faithful. You know, and, that, and that's pretty exciting for me is, is like, 
here's a God, we're sinners, and he's always faithful. We might think he's let us down and not come through, and then you look back and you're like, wow, God, God brought us through. And so that's what this whole chapter is really about, is, is that I, I look at David and uh, think about what's going on that we're getting ready to start. But just remember, God's been faithful. We make choices that relate to that, but we don't always make the right choice because we are sinners, right? We're not perfect, um, and we're going to let God down, and then he's the faithful father that says, hey, I love you. I died for you. So now we're going to get into the lesson. This is just the preview, okay? I just, I just want people to recognize that God's always been faithful, right? I can think of all the things through my life. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I had to say, share this one or not, but I thought about it. I got it written down, but it's real personal, and I probably never even told it to my wife after 42 years of marriage, but or is it 41? 42. So, anyway, I won't share because that'll embarrass her. But no, it won't. I'll tell you, here's the truth. Okay? Uh, Marvin Smith was here. Brother Tom was here. I'll go, she, she said, okay. Is that what you said, okay? And so, uh, I had been out in the, the wrong side of life for a long time. Uh, a brother Joe had came. My brother had went down to Texas with him. My brother got right with God. Uh, uh, Brother Joe ended up being the pastor here. Uh, Brother Tom came with him, so we have history. And I was right out in the world, got right with God, uh, changed my life. And my wife and I had started dating some. And, of course, my father-in-law at that time said, well, you got to prove yourself, son. You can't just jump from the drug world and everything else and, and date my daughter. And so that was cool. Uh, and I hung in there. And But I really knew... This is really crazy. I really knew that she was the one to marry. Okay, we're still around for 42 years, so it must have been the right thing. But we started dating, and she had had different things going on, and so I was too serious for her. You know what I mean? You know, have you guys ever been there? Too serious for your wife or girlfriend? And so uh, I was living out in a farm with my, at my parents' house at the time, and I was dry, and all this is just crazy because it just comes up to you when I start studying, you know, you, you, you go back things in life that you've seen God do stuff that maybe you've never shared it with somebody, and it's a really cool deal, so I don't think I shared this with her ever, uh, so that's come up from history, uh, but the thing was, is I was, we were, I was serious, she wasn't serious, right, babe, you, you're like, hey, she just had just, uh, she had dated a, a guy for a while, and it kind of fell through, and, and so she wasn't ready to be serious with anybody, and I, I, I was like, she's the one. She is the one. And so uh, we lived out at Pickles Ford, at my parent, I did, with my parents at the time, and so uh, I was driving down the road, and I know this is crazy, but I'm like, God, I need a sign. I need something. I, this is tearing me up. I know that she's the one. She's kind of rejecting me, and I can live through this. But, and, uh, and so she can, I'll tell you, is that so I was driving down the road, Picklesford Road, and now I know you're going to think I'm crazy, okay? A lot of people do, and that's okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm out of the box. I'm not in the box. And so I was driving down the road, drove that road two times every day, Never seen any deer there, okay? You know, 
we were talking about deer a while ago, but I never had never seen any deer. And it, it was just like a, a buck come out and a doe, and this guy was like, no, it's, it's good. And, and I know that, I never told her that, have I? No. And so it's crazy. And she kept saying, no, no, no. And so what I did is we had a pastor, a preacher here from um, San Antonio. And so I packed up my bags, threw it in my car, and I went to San Antonio. Because I'm like, I just can't take this anymore. You know, I know he, she's the one. And, and it's funny because God worked it out. You know, he, he wants to work in our lives. Sorry I didn't tell you about that, but anyway, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, because she was the one. She finally heard God, finally. She wouldn't take it from me. No, I'm just kidding her. Uh, and, uh, but God, he wants to work in our lives. He wants to be active. I, I think it's this, this relationship that you just go, okay, God, you know, take over today. Be what I need to be. We've got a lot of situations in our lives that it's, it's, a, it's an alive thing. You know, it's, it's ongoing. It's not just this is the word and we need to be put together, okay? So, uh, sorry, honey, if I embarrassed you, but, but it's pre- it was pretty cool. And, and when I study in this lesson, it's like, God's always faithful. So, so we're going to start with Scripture now. That was just the introduction of it. And uh, so if you, you start in the first one, it says, David felt he needed to leave Judah. And... Uh, we go back to the verse 20, uh, chapter 26 and verse 21. I'm just going to read it real quick. Then said Saul, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will no more do thee harm because my soul was precious in thy eyes this day. Behold, I flayed the fool and have erred exceedingly. So Saul here was you know, confessing to David that he had been an heir, but... Did David have reason to believe him after all these times? I mean, every time we turned around, Saul was saying, I forgive me, and I'm not going to kill you, and then I'm, now I'm killing you. And, and uh, you know, and, and David, I guess what I look at is, is David, what was all the aspects of David's life? Can we go back? Guess what he, you know, the things that he did for God, or he did, was when he was a shepherd boy, what did he do? He killed the lions, he took care of the sheep, then he killed Goliath, and he killed the Philistines. You start all those accomplishments that David did through Christ, and then he comes to this point of life and says, uh, God, is it really you? Are you faithful? You know what I mean? When we look down here, because David was discouraged. He was weary of Saul's continual pressure. Can you imagine that is... He knew that he was going to be king because he had already been anointed, right? David had. Uh, and by Samuel, right? And so basically he knew that. And then all these things come crashing down on him, make it look like we have nowhere to go. Is God really true? And he had those promises. But what I want to look at is, is how does, what's that look like in our lives? This, in this century, in this time, what is that faithfulness of God working in our lives? I mean, he is faithful. And yet at the same time, David saw all the things that God had did for him, and yet he was questioning all that. And I looked at it as, don't we question the same things from our aspect lots of times? God, are you really in control? Do you, 
do you, maybe it's just me. I, I'm kind of weird. Are you, do you, you, have you got this worked out? Is this, how's this going to work? I'm a business guy, and so we have all these things that go wrong all the time, it seems like. And, and finally, I've, after how old I am? I'm almost 65. I, I come to the conclusion, God, you got it. I'm your child. And that's what I go back to my daughter is, whose child are we? He's, he wants the best for us. And I think sometimes we forget that, uh, that, it, that interaction with God. Are we, are we interacting with God? Are we, is it a vital part of our life? And sometimes we're so busy that we don't have time to go do that. We don't feel like we're going to do it. And yet God is faithful. He comes through. And it's, it's really kind of cool. And yeah, I'm sure I'll have this test tomorrow in my business world, you know, I mean, by proclaiming it. But he is faithful. And so David said in his heart, David was discouraged, weary of Saul's continued pressure. How much pressure are you guys facing today? The whole world's giving us pressure, right? If it's not, you know, he, you know go into the political rim, but we're being pressured everywhere. News is pressuring us. Everything about our world today is pressuring. But did it take God off the throne? It has not taken God off the throne. He is still the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And because of that, we should battle through that. And says, David was saying, in his heart, was, he was not heard by anyone else, but it still was, his heart was saying, this is where opinions, feelings, frustrations, and fears began. And I, I got to looking at that, and, and I can go to Luke 60, 45, and that's basically what it's saying is, is that we have all these things pressing against us, trying to tear us down, and yet, God is our strength. He is our perseverance. He should be our everything. And, uh, you know, I know Gary's in business for himself. It, everything goes right all the time, doesn't it, Gary? Always. Uh, and you feel that pressure, and, and we kind of looking like, God, where are you at in this? I thought I was, like, headed in the right direction. I have one, two, three, four. I have six projects going on right now, and, and all of them have been, like, oh, this one, wait, wait a minute, what's going on here? I can't get this done, and I can't get that done. And sometimes like, okay, God, are you putting a stamp of non-approval on this? You know, and one of them we did. We, we cut out one of my big projects. I'm like, because I'm one of those guys, I'll beat against the wall with my head, you know, and eventually as God will get a cold of me and go, hey, you know what, maybe this is the, not the right thing to do. Or it's my wife beating on me. I don't remember which one it was. But, uh, and so in our own lives, is there's a lot of things that we want to do and tend to want to do, but maybe that's not the right direction from God. And so I, I, as I get older, maybe I hear a little bit better. Do I hear a little bit? Oh, I don't hear better, but maybe I answer better or you know, obey better or whatever it is. So I'm going to use my wife a lot today because she's, she's over there, and after 42 years, I, could, I hope I can do that. But see, David was so tuned God, but yet he was coming in with this heart with feeling frustrations and fears. Do we have those same things going on in our world, our life? I, I do. I mean, for us, is, for me, it's a lot. Uh, and it, it kind of really relates is, is that when we get in these situations, where's our faith at? You know, and here's David, okay? He knows he's going to be king one day, right? And yet he gives us the whole scenario of he's human. You know, and he knows he's going to be king. 
But he's, be, he's a human with the same emotions and feelings that we have. Sometimes we think these guys are way up here. No, they're human. And so I'm like, well, David, you know, after all the things you did, you know, you killed, uh, you know, to marry the one daughter, you know, he killed so many Philistines and, and, and killed Goliath and all those things and wars. And, and then not only that was, is Saul... This is the one part that I really, it was a, the lesson I taught a while back ago was, is I never did really know what happened to David's first wife. And then in Samuel, I think, 25, I think it said that Saul gave his first wife away. And I'm like, man, how does a guy stand up to all that pressure? I mean, most of us would have quit God. I mean, I, I have serious, I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, you, you gave my wife away, you know, when he was in the wilderness and everything. And I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, not cool on that part, but that it means that we're looking at David. David was a human being. He was a normal guy, and he heard God, and he didn't hear God, and he heard God, and he heard, and then he didn't hear God. Isn't that like us? I mean, you know, God tells us one thing, and we're like, okay, and then when it doesn't happen, and we're like, God, where are you at? What happened to this? I, maybe it's just me. That's how I work. Because I want to be active. I want God to be active in my life. And I'd love to be able to go every time that he says something that I do it. You know what I mean? And yet at the same time, we have our own flesh, our sinful flesh that pulls us back from doing that. And uh, so... Dave, I would have, I think Dave, if I was David, I'd probably gave up a long time ago because that's a lot of going back and forth, isn't it? And so in his fears was substantial. He said, it's really kind of funny in verse, verse uh, chapter 27, verse 1, and David said in his heart, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. Okay, there is nothing better for me than I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines and Saul shall despair of me to seek me any more in the coast of Israel. So shall I escape out of his hand. And so David was scared. David was scared. But God, God told him he was going to be king. So how would we like it? And this is how I look at it, is, is that if God came up to us right at a moment and said, you were going to be king, would we believe it? Our queen. How's that? I, you know how that goes. I'm, not be. What would we do? We, yeah, we would, wouldn't we? It's like, yeah, right. Okay, you got to be kidding me. Especially me. I'm, 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 not, I'm not a king. Gary's better than I am. He's a king guy. So, but what, what would we do? And yet, at the same time, God's telling David that he's going to do all these things, but we can't see it yet. And for you guys that are older than I am. You guys stuck to the guns, right? I appreciate you guys. I, you know what? I, I saw you go up the choir and you sing and 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 show people are looking for older saints. You know, I mean, you're a little bit older than me, but to to follow after, to look after, and even at any age group, there's somebody looking at you about following God and. Uh, not that it puts that pressure on you or anything. I'm not trying to put more pressure on you, brother, but uh, I do. I, I appreciate you. You're, you know, the last 
well, we've been here about two years. You come, you go sing. They won't let me go in sing. I, they kicked me out of there. No, really. They, yeah, I'm not a singer. And, and you're here and you serve, and I appreciate that very much. And at, at each one of us is a member of the church here. People are looking at you and how you respond of what you do. And um, so David had a, issues, and he goes, look, he said, you know, he watched God do all these things through his life. And yet, when it came to this, he goes, oh, God, this is not, this ain't, I, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I need to escape. I need to run away. And yet, at the same time, he, his thoughts led him to a bad place. Okay, so I'm like on number four and, uh, or number three. David's thoughts would lead him to a bad place. So I have all these questions I wrote down. And so that stems in our brain and our heart. So my question to us, where's our heart at today? Where is our true heart at? Is it cares of the world? Is it loving God? Where is our hearts at today? And only you guys can answer that because I, I can only answer it from my heart. And so it's more of a, like an examination, this first part thing is, we can judge David, and we can judge a lot of people, but we weren't there. But we're living today. So where is our heart at? Can you honestly say where our heart's at? And that's what it's about, is examining our lives through the word, finding out where we're at. I think, uh, and, it, and we're not perfect, so there's going to be days when we're up, there's days when we're down. I, I wish it was kind of like an even flow, but, you know, I mean, all those things we saw David do, and then he's questioning God, and we, he saw all those things being done. In our own life, doesn't that happen? Aren't we, haven't we seen God do things, and then the next thing, pff, we're kind of like, well, where's God? He didn't show up, and this is not how I had it figured out. But, but God's there, and he's active, and he wants to be active in our lives. And I, I look at that, and I'm like, God, I just, I don't know, you know? I mean, uh, we become fearful, right, of what the situations are in life. we like, well, God, what's, what's going to happen tomorrow? Well, we don't know if we're going to get the next breath, right? But because of our flesh and our sin, God sees the reason to give us a place to go out. We go to the cross, we go to Christ, and is it always going to work out like we want it? No. But he's in control, right? We can't control our breath. I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, as, as I get older, is like, and I see people, and I'm like, you know, any moment, our lives could end, right? We don't, well, there's no guarantees. And so, when I look at this, I'm thinking, man, I, I, I really want to walk closer to God, you know? And we're going to have battles, because Satan's do it. He's trying to tear us down, right? He wants to tear us down, and so it makes us, in the world, a lot of Christians, it makes them look bad. Well, that guy's a Christian. He goes to church, and look what he just did. Well, we're all sinners. I mean, we, you know, because we're sitting in this here this morning doesn't mean that we're better than everybody else out in the world. We just recognize there's a God, and that we need God in our lives, right? I mean, I do. And so... Uh, because of that is, you know, we kind of want to judge David. Maybe it's just me want to judge David. I'm like, oh, come on, David. 
you did, this is where I like studying at. David, you did all those things. You killed the lion. You killed Goliath. You did all this stuff. Why can't you follow God? Right? Have you ever thought about that? Maybe it's just my brain. I just, because I'm like, come on, David, you had all these things going for you. You saw God work in your life. Why, why are you doubting God now? And isn't there times in our life when we really doubt God about being there, about guiding us and leading us? I mean, uh, once again, in the business world, we've been making a lot of changes. And so uh, I'll go through these, and, and I'm really bad about if a door's closed, I just try to keep beating it down. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe you guys are different than me, but I, I go through and I'm just like, okay, God, I really think this is the way you're heading me to. Okay. And so I usually have like six directions at different directions at the same time. And so I'll just go boom, boom, boom. Cause I think it ought to open up. I mean, I really don't do that with my head, but, but just, you know, my personality is just like, okay, I'll exhaust all the information that I can find. I, you go to my desk at, at my office, and there's like six tablets of things that I have working on. And I'll, like, if this doesn't work, I'll get, okay, well, how can I make this work? Do you ever, you guys ever try that? I mean, I try to make it work, and then the doors close, boom. The doors close, boom. And I'm like, after a while, you know, my head goes like, man, it kind of hurts. Uh, maybe that's not the direction God wants me to go. And so we had a pretty good project going on in a, a few months ago. And so finally, I'm like, okay, God. I've did everything I could. I've exhausted it. I've really thought this was the direction. I said, evidently not. And so I turned my, and so God's here to guide us. I mean, he was no telling what he kept us from of doing by not going in that direction, but he is there. But you know what? We have to, that relationship with God has to be in what we're doing and, and for, um, which is, really close. I mean, we need to be hearing from God and all we're doing. Because I, I really, when I got to here was, is that David had all these promises, you know, that he was going to be king. Don't we have promises from God for our own lives? We'll be with him. He'll take care of us. We're his child. And that's where I come up with my daughters, the younger daughters, is like, who's your father? Who's your daddy? You know, when I was dropping them off at, at the school, and they're like, you're a child of the king. Do, do we act like we're a child of the king? Do we recognize that God, he wants to be a vital part of our lives in every aspect. And, and we're just like, oh, lots of times, no, God, that's okay. And, and I think David was in that situation. He was like, what, what have I done? I've done everything. And so... In, in chapter, and so then David flees, okay, from Judah. He goes to the land of Philistines. Who has he always been fighting anyway? Philistines, right? So he goes to their land thinking he's going to get away from it all. And, in, and the six on the thing says, David's thoughts are not unlike our own. And that's what I was trying to get to is, is that just because David did all these things doesn't mean he's a superhero. He just means it shows that he's human. And he has the same thing going on in our lives that we're just human. And so we can, can be convinced something is true when it's not. Because who's trying to defeat that? Satan. He's trying us to get to not believe God. He's trying to get us to doubt God. Doubt God doesn't care for us anymore. He doesn't love us anymore. He's not got the best for our lives. And because of that, 
this uh, gets caught up in our minds and we have trouble going forwards. Don't you think? I do. Because I'm just like, well, God's not concerned about me. Who am I? You know, and that's my favorite line. Well, God, who am I? I I'm not that, uh, um, lack of words. I'm not that tight. How's that? I use that word. You know, I mean, because in their times in our lives, we're like, we're a lot closer to God and we're believing 100%. And then we kind of get lied to by the devil and we're over here and we're like, oh, can I really believe God to take care of this? I mean, and then when he does, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? I mean, I find it really exciting. I'm like, wow, did you just see what God did? And then, whoop, I'm like, David, oh, man, did really God, is he going to really do anything? Does he really care about me? Does he really love me? The answer is, what, Don? Does he really love you, Don? Yeah, he loves us. Which I have no reason why that he would do a sinner like me and love me and be concerned about my life, be concerned about my wife, my kids, my grandkids. But he does. He's concerned about us, and he wants the best for us. And that in our own flesh, we go like, oh, God, I'm not giving you this. No, I'm, I'm going to hang on to this. You ever do that? Hang on to things? Nope, God, you can't fix this. You can't tear it. And then the next thing you know, God's taking care of it. And that's, I, I remember, uh, gosh, I knew this was going to take longer than I thought. Uh, I remember in 2008, was it eight? Yeah, 2008. We had just uh, bought a bunch of property, commercial property, and that's when the economy tanked. And so uh, my father-in-law was alive yet, and uh, I called him because this we had something, go we were working with uh, Dollar General on getting their trucks in and out some of our property. And, uh, and it was very crucial for us to may have it happen, you know, uh, because we had lost, uh, 80% of our business uh, to, to 2008, and I'm crying. Uh, you know, the stock market was like four shares were 99 cents a share, if you guys are a lot, been around alive for that. Uh, City had, uh, the brothers had gone out, they had closed the brothers out, I can't think of their names. Um, Lehman Brothers, they shut, the government shut them down. And it was just, we were throwing, I was throwing newspapers at night to put food on my table. And this really peace come on, I call my father-in-law because I was just crying. I'm like, I mean, it was so devastating. And, and so he came, he was a pastor here too. And he come down and we prayed and uh, God took care of it. And so far they've been with us 20 years almost, I think. Has it always been good? No, but God, I watched God take care of it. It was completely, it was really cool. I have to tell you this because this is how God is. So my father-in-law's praying with me and I'm praying, and, you know, we're both crying, and, and just the situation. And so, uh, so the one skeptical was is that Dollar General had to be able to get their trucks in and out. And so guess what happened? You'll never believe this, but God sent a Christian truck driver. Boom, boom, you're all good. And here we spent, I spent my, all this time thinking that, you know, we were going to collapse, and God had it handled, which is cool. I, I, you know, I mean, when we can see God work in our lives, isn't that really cool? And so I, I don't, I, I know I've told my wife that story, but it was, man, it was devastating, and I'm just like, if we don't get this tenant, we are, we're under. And so 
he, my brother, father-in-law came. We prayed. God sent a Christian truck driver back. He goes, you're good. I sign off on it. You know, because he put it in the first time, and I'm like, and then I'm thinking, why, why didn't I trust you, God? Why, why can't we trust you with those things? He wants us to trust him. Trust him. And we look at David and, and think he is a, a great example of things that if, if we allow God to work in our lives, that he wants to do for us, honestly. Uh, and boy, I, I didn't even think about that till just a little bit ago. I'm one of those guys that I have notes like crazy. It's just that I like it when we can look through our lives and see evidence of God working in it. So then my question is, when's the last time God's worked in your life that you've been able to see it? Now, I'm no great person. I'm a sinner, and I have a lot of stuff going on. But God wants an active relationship with us. He, you know, uh, he, he, I love this one. He, he's, and when my girls got off my Snap-on truck, and they would say, uh, it's you, Dad. No, I said, it's God. He's your daddy. And so when I talked to my daughter the other day about it, it was kind of funny. I go, do you remember this? And she texted me back. She goes, yeah, Dad, I remember that. And so that was pretty cool. That was Katie's. So uh, that they had, they both had remembered that. That's what I tell them every morning when I dropped them off at of school. I said, who's your daddy? I mean, not, and, and then finally they got it. It's like, because God's our dad. And don't dads want to usually take care of their families and their kids and, and make it all better for them and, and not that they don't have to go through it. Do you, do you, Michael? Do you want to make it good for your kids? Yeah. I don't think anybody, our moms, I don't think anybody can say that they don't want to see the best for their kids. And so we have a God that is there saying, I want the best for Gary. Gary, it may not look like this is the best, but I'm going to tell you, this is the best. Right? And, and I don't care what age group this is. I mean, you know what? He's still your daddy, right? I, I, he's still your daddy. And he wants the best for us. And yet, at the same time, we're sinners. And then we go and go, I'm going to choose this way. He, he don't got the right answer for me. And then we get out there on our own, and we find out that he really was the right answer. Right? I know I'm a little bit all over the board. But because, like in 5 it says, uh, because of his fears, David thought it was, it was uh, wise for him to leave Judah and flee to the land of Philistines. Uh, and this would keep him from the pursuit of Saul. And number 6, David's thoughts are not unlike our own. We can be convinced something is true when it is not. Spiritual battles can be won or lost in our minds. You know, Satan will use our mind what to play tricks on us to go you know once again god doesn't love us uh you know this is the way it's going to turn out it's going to be doom and gloom for you because you're a christian uh and so in second corinthians uh, 10 35 it says that we're supposed to bring those thoughts under captive and why do we want to bring them under captive gary i'm going to call out people I, I like interaction i used to do sales presentations with the companies and basically it really helps to interact with people why do you think, Gary? Yeah, and we get bad thoughts. We have wrong thoughts, you know, of, of what's going on. God, once again, God, God doesn't care. He's not, you know, he's not concerned about my life. And yet at the same time, he is. And no matter what situation we're at, 
And I, I mean, I'm a little casual, okay, just so you know. Uh, but lots of times, we're, well, we're not worthy. We're a sinner. It's, we're not worthy for God to take care of us. Or maybe that's just me. And yet, at the same time, he does work it out. Just like that truck driver. I, I had forgot about that for a long time ago because that was a long time ago. But I just remember it so vividly, my father-in-law coming to pray with me because it was like, and, and so, and I'm like, God, when I walked away from him, I'm like, God, why didn't I trust you? Because he wants us to trust him, right? Isn't that the whole thing of trusting your dad, that he's going to take care of you? And so that's kind of what this lesson is really about is, is that we're looking at David, and he's done all these things for God, but yet in the back, there's times of disbelief for David. You know what I mean? And so uh, he had false imaginations, and it leads to unwise actions. So David and his family and um, the man left, so he fled. This is a reminder that our actions can lead others astray. So what did David do? All the people was with him, he took with him. So guess what he caused them to do? Walk away from God, really, at that moment. So what we do matters. How we handle situations matter. Because there's other people looking at our lives all the time. Uh, it's, it's amazing if we have our eyes open and our ears open what God wants to do through us. I, I, I see that all the time here in the businesses now because unfortunately, since we own, a, we own the businesses, is that I, uh, I get to witness it to a lot of people all the time. And it's crazy how it all comes up. I, I get to witness to, oh, probably I, I know at least five people every day, at least, and if not more, because I am more vocal about my faith than I ever have been. Uh, you know, I may me not hit the streets or whatever, but I normally, I talk to around 200 people a day. Okay, that's my normal connection program. I mean, that's normally what I connect with. There's people in their need, and what they need, they need Jesus. I can't help them, but I can help. I know who can. And uh, they're like, well, where do you get that from? And I'm like, oh, well, let's just open up Ecclesiastes, and you'll just start reading that through there, you know, or this or that verse. And do, are they getting it? That is not up to me. That's the Holy Spirit, whether they're getting it or not. It's for us to deliver the message. That's what it's all about. And so that's what I do. And so since I'm self-employed, and I'm sure Gary's the same way. Lots of times you get to it, you interact your faith with the people you're around because of situations in our lives. And, you know, because I, I, I don't think, with Gary being self-employed, it's a little bit for him and I to, you know, I mean, we're, we're working for people, we're doing things, and people have these thoughts. And it gives us an opportunity, or for me for sure, an opportunity to, to share my faith with people. I mean, this one on yesterday is, is, is we ended up this whole conversation, you know, of how uh, that I got back to Christ and all those things in my life. And this guy was just like really taking it in. And, and so sometimes I wonder like, why, God, why do you still have me in this business? And then now I'm wondering, why not? Because there's more interaction going on in that. So in your world, where does God have you at to do the interaction at? God wants us to share our faith. We don't have to go, you know, be whatever about it, 
but, but he gives us opportunities, and it's up to us to obey or disobey. And so it's really been cool. This COVID thing and all that stuff really created a lot of chaos for everybody, of course, and uh, it's still creating chaos because of everything going on. But God wants us, us to tell people about our Father, 